What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. Hey, it's Johnny King. Welcome to another episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, and I'm excited to chat with you today. Uh, I just got back, which is why I'm a day late on the old podcast. Uh, Just got back from a trip to the big old Apple, Um, New York City, one of my favorite places in the United States, uh, just because of the energy, the hustle and bustle, there's so much talent, there's so many fun things to, to see and do. A lot of times I go during Christmas time, but it's also fun to go this time of year, um, middle of the summer, when Central Park is just, you know, green as can be, and everyone's out running and biking and carriage rides uh, by horses and all the good stuff. And so... I was in New York uh, with some family and with my girlfriend, and we were seeing shows and just doing it up. She, she, my, my girlfriend had never been to New York, so I was excited to, uh, to give her the, the royal treatment, if you will, no pun intended. Um, and so one of the shows we saw <clears throat> was Disney's Lion King. Now, I've seen that uh, probably several times over the years, and I think it's been out since... Gosh, I think we looked it up. Uh, 1997, I believe, is when it debuted on Broadway. And it's a really, really cool show. Um, they do a, a lot of like puppetry, the, the costumes, the, the set, the, the music, of course, the way that they tell the story is really captivating. And I think it's why the, you know, why the the show itself has been around for so long and continues to, to pack the house. So it was our last uh, show that we saw on Sunday. And um, I guess not surprisingly, there's a lot of families there, a lot of little kids who were just loving it, eating it up uh, as, as were we. Um, and, you know, the, the storyline and everything else is, it's just obviously um, fun whether you're, young or if you're old or anything in between, right? And so at the first intermission, or I should say the only intermission, uh, the girlfriend and I got up and stretched her legs and I felt like I had to use the bathroom. She wanted to grab a drink. So I told her that I'd be back in a second uh, while she was waiting in line and I jumped in the long line for uh, the men's room. And of course there's a line for the women's room that's probably five times as long. Uh, per the usual, and they only give you 15 minutes of intermission, so how these women all get in there and get out uh, is beyond me. I wonder how many stalls are in there. Um, But anyways, you know, as a guy, you've got stalls, but then you've got typically a lot more urinals than you do stalls, right? So having said that, I'm in line, 
And there's actually two younger boys who are in line right in front of me with their moms. And I'm like, okay, okay. Are, are we going to, uh, our mom's going to come in with them? I know that when I was probably their age, um, I think my mom would often take me into the women's restroom and just, you know, use a stall and just that sort of thing. Um, And so I was kind of curious to see how this thing kind of unfolded. (laughs) And uh, we get to the door of the men's room, and that's where the moms stop. And they're like, okay, guys, go, go ahead. And these aren't two boys that, that, um, that needed, you know, or that, uh, what am I trying to say? The, what am I trying to say? They were, there was like a longer hallway once you were kind of inside the men's room. And so the mom stopped. Two boy, the two boys didn't know each other. One boy um, was like a special needs kid and... Uh, and then the other one was a little tiny little guy. <clears throat> and uh, uh, you could just tell by the looks on both of their faces, like when mom was like, okay, you guys you guys just follow, just go in line and, and, and you'll figure it out. They're like, uh, what? Like, I think this was like maybe the first time they were ever let alone to, to, to go to the bathroom on their own. And so we're in line and I was kind of thinking like, uh, you know, the kids really need me. I'm... I'm I'll be happy to, to kind of point them in the right direction, of course, right? And so they're kind of like, they're standing in line, but they're kind of walking past, you know, some of the people in front of them to kind of peek around the corner, like, what is, what are we doing? What are we waiting for? They're not totally understanding. Um, meanwhile, other little little boys are coming into the bathroom and walking past the entire line, past all of us, and just going and finding a urinal and, and you know, taking a leak. Um <laughs> And with with no adult, right? These are probably kids that are like six, seven, eight, uh, maybe a little younger, maybe five. And so um, these two little guys, <clears throat> they were, you know, kind of impatiently waiting their turn. Again, overwhelmed. Uh, they were kind of, you know, they weren't standing still. They were kind of turning around a lot. They were peeking around the corner. They were looking back towards the door of their mom. Their moms were kept on reassuring them, like, it's okay, keep going, keep going. Moms were hanging out the door. Moms should just have come in, to be totally honest. Um, but then at one point, one of the little boys, like, uh, this little boy was like a, a little Asian boy. He, he locked eyes with another Asian little boy who was walking out holding the hands of his dad. And they kind of looked at each other and like, because they were about the same build, the same age, um, same size, all that stuff. And I think the little boy like looked at (laughs) the little boy and then looked up at his father and just kind of watched them as they continued to walk past them, him and out the door after they had used the bathroom. And he just kind of stood there then at that point kind of facing me but looking out the door until his mom kind of broke his <laughs> little trance. It was like, it's okay, bud, keep keep going. He was like, oh, oh okay, you know. And so <clears throat> we get up there um, and we get to the, you know, the, these two boys are the next two boys in line and, you know, a, a urinal comes open and the special needs boy walks up there but then the urinal's too tall right, for adults. He's really should be looking for a urinal for, you know, a lower urinal for the little kids. 
So then he's kind of like, ah, uh, he doesn't know what to do. He's kind of like pacing around. You could tell he's like being overwhelmed. And so I was like, hey, hey, bud, do you, do you need to use the, the stall or do you need to use a urinal? And he's like, uh, and he kind of points at the stall. I was like, okay, you know, <clears throat> these are all taken. But as soon as one of the, someone leaves, the door will open. They'll leave and you can go in. And he kind of understood that. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. And that kid was probably like nine, nine or ten. And then the other little guy <clears throat> was super lost as well. Meanwhile, again, more and more kids, boys, are just kind of walking in and just grabbing stalls. And so this little kid would start to go for a stall, and then some other kid would kind of walk right in front of him and, and take it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, bud, you gotta be, you got to be eager here. you got to be aggressive. And so I finally, like, <laughs> held off one, like, one little boy. I was like, all right, here you go, bud. And he got a, a, a smaller, you know, uh, urinal. But it just got me thinking, and of course this is just me projecting, right? But it got me thinking, like, where, where's, where are all the dads? Why are there so many young boys coming in here and just like, <laughs> like they're all over the place? No one really knows what they're doing. Of course, all of us adults, uh, men, are staying in line. And, and like I said, a couple of the boys were staying in line. And, and then certainly there were some boys that had fathers with them who were kind of guiding and mentoring them. But wh where's all the other dads? I mean, mom could have certainly grabbed the little guy and, and went to the bathroom while dad stayed in the seats with another child or two, or maybe dad was in line to get some merch or some food. Like I am projecting that, that dad isn't there. But I feel like this is just a good example of the opportunity that dads are not aware of that are critical moments in the developmental stages of young boys and like if this happens often whatever the case might be where whether these boys remember these kind of instances or not it, it ultimately gets them thinking like I remember and I should just say <clears throat> caveat I remember so many different times where my dad wasn't there he was working he was traveling he was you know doing whatever but he wasn't there and so I was either taught by my older brother or I just watched uh, other father and son duos figure out whatever it was that I was trying to figure out on my own. And it got me um, not resentful per se, but just like it's a little heartbroken that I was like, well, I'm, I want a dad like that. And I do feel like that's a big part of my drive to be um, an amazing husband and father going forward uh, with you know, a, a family that I hope to have one day. Because I want to make sure that I just capitalize on those little moments of being able to mentor, to guide, to, you know, push my little guy into instances where maybe he feels uh, very unsure, but with my support and kind of grounded uh, encouragement that he'll be able to gain confidence that will show up uh, in his adult years, right? Because he will have pushed through little moments like that as a young boy with his dad's support, right? Being me. <clears throat> and so I just felt like, man, you know, again, like I said, I'm projecting that dad isn't there because uh, he's somewhere, maybe somewhere else in the, you know, the theater or he's doing his own thing. And yet still, if little, you know, aka little Johnny needs to go to the bathroom, 
and doesn't really know how to on his own. And mom's not going to either take him into the women's restroom or it doesn't, you know, ultimately have the, the courage just to freaking walk in the men's restroom because I don't think any guy really cares. Uh, maybe they do. But, but regardless, um, then dad needs to step up and, and take his little boy to go to the bathroom and, like, teach him the ways of milking it and shaking it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you're a woman listening to this, you might be like, what, what is that? But uh, if you're a guy, you, you should know what I'm talking about, right? You got to milk it before you shake it. And so <laughs> I just felt my heart, my heart went out to these little guys. I did what I could to, to obviously steer them in the right direction. And I'm sure they were fine. And they, But man, like if they're small enough, which one of the two boys was, little Asian kid, he couldn't even get up to like wash his hands, you know, like the sinks aren't made for little five or six year olds. And so it's just like, okay. And then it's just, I don't know. It, uh, clearly it, tr- it triggers me or, it, you know, I have some energy about it because it reminds me of when I was that age and kind of feeling a little bit lost. And, um, it, it, I guess it has a ripple effect into adulthood of not being totally sure of oneself, right? And so ultimately, at the end of the day, I feel like if any of this kind of resonates, if you, if you are one of those grown men who experienced your childhood uh, with less than ideal mentorship, guidance, uh, male support, then chances are good that as an adult, you've had to really work hard to cultivate that in yourself or you are a grown-ass man who finds himself still lost, overwhelmed, confused, looking for guidance, having a hard time taking the the bull by its horns as it relates to identifying your own life and, and going after it, like envisioning your own life and then creating it. But that's the point of this whole freaking podcast and and my brand uh, essentially is just for us to step into becoming the men that we know we have the potential to be and then be able to pay it forward to future generations, right? So having said that, a lot of that, uh, I think for me, has reared its... Uh, ugly head at times, whether it be in platonic relationships, romantic relationships, just in my career, my business, uh, business, um, I just said business twice, in my professional careers, what I'm, I was trying to say. Um, and I've had to really do a bunch of inner child work. I have so much more to do. I imagine I never really feel like it's ever done. <laughs> and if you take away a, a layer, there's just another layer or two or three or endless layers below that. And that can be daunting but it's actually so empowering once you get past the initial um, layers and you find enough healing to where you really start to, to understand your own value and appreciate the man that you are, even uh, amidst the, the up, upbringing, whether it be positive or not so favorable um, as a little boy. But the inner child work that I've done has been really, really monumental. And so if that is something that you feel like um, you could do, and I would say if there's times where you just feel like you kind of, um, what's the word, kind of regress back into being a little boy, whether it be taking um, risks 
as it relates to, you know, your professional career or your relationship or fatherhood or uh, money management, your health, whatever the case might be. If you just feel like you're really like struggling, just looking for that sense of guidance and you, and you kind of just want someone to point you in the right direction rather than taking the bull by his horns, chances are then you need, you, you need to do some inner child work. And I've done uh, a couple different inner child workshops that have been game changers and it has really allowed me to step into my, my full power, if you will. So like I said, if that at all resonates, something that you would like to uh, learn more about, shoot me an email, johnny at johnnyking.com. Um, although sometimes now that I say that, sometimes those emails do go into my spam folder um, when I don't recognize, obviously, the, the email is coming from. Maybe another way would be to hit me up on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, at Johnny King. Um, one of those ways, just get a hold of me and I will send you some references of programs that I have done that I've loved um, that would really help you progress and to heal as it relates to your inner child. Um, I don't personally have any programs to sell you <laughs> on that, um, but I can definitely speak from experience that they're worth it. Um, and they're challenging, but, uh, but the healing is, like I said, worth, worth the time and the investment. So shoot me a, an email or, uh, you know, a direct message on any of the socials and I'd be happy to, to give you some, some direction that way. But, um, you know, if you were one of those little boys that, that wasn't really guided much by a father figure or any type of healthy masculine figure, um, and you do feel like now you're a grown-ass man, f feeling like maybe you're that little boy uh, standing in the middle of a men's bathroom not knowing where to go. And there's just so many people who are walking around you seemingly knowing exactly what, <laughs> where they're going, what they're doing, and you're lost. And you see that uh, play out in your relationships, your intimate relationships, or in your professional career. You don't have a much drive. You're just confused. You just feel like you're... Uh, spinning in circles while everyone else around you is, you know, hustling and grinding and making things happen. Um, inner child work is probably something you really want to lean into. So hit me up, like I said, at Johnny King on Instagram. You can hit me up on uh, Facebook, although I'm rarely on that anymore, or email johnny at johnnyking.com, and I'll look forward to helping you in any way that I can. Until the next podcast, thanks for joining me, brother. We'll catch up with you soon. Cheers. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend, or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at johnnyking and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.